Hi guys, welcome to The Church Split. My name is Will, and you guys know what we do here. We help you escape your church's echo chamber, learn to think biblically on some things, and perhaps challenge the status quo. We also welcome a variety of views here. We agree on the fundamentals of the faith, and that's pretty much where we keep our focus. So um, anyway, but we also do talk about a lot of things. Uh, and so guys, first off, Thank you all for being along for the ride. Like and subscribe to the channel. Comment below to help the algorithm and hit the like button. Don't forget the notification bell if you're on YouTube because we have a lot of subscribers and I bet not everyone follows us or watches every episode. It'd be a huge help if you did that and then you did check that out. Also, my audio listeners, welcome to all of you. And of course, don't forget to check out the RFP network. That'll be rfpnetwork.org. You can check that out there in all the different uh all the different podcasts that consist of the RFP network. So please go ahead and do that. Um, the best part about the RFP network is that we're all very different. We all focus on different things, even though we all kind of touch on the IFB because that's just where we're from. But the best part about it is that we don't all agree. So if you disagree with me and you hate me, you can go to somebody else. Hey, check that out. Isn't that better? So anyway, um, thank you all for being here. Now, uh, today I wanted today uh, I've been on I've been on a hiatus. I went and visited my in-laws out in Washington State, like five minutes from the Canadian border, and that was a great time with my family. You know, here's what's funny: is once in a while I get accused of hating the IFB and all this stuff. But what the people don't know is that my in-laws are actually still IFB, which actually makes it really awkward when I go up there because I feel like sometimes I'm walking on landmines trying to figure out how to how to navigate some of the conversations. And sometimes I challenge things a little bit nicely. Sometimes I just back away um, just for the take a piece because I used to not be a very good peacemaker. See what people, you guys don't understand. You guys think I'm sassy. Now, you didn't know me when I first left the IFB and was like cage stage, like I'm bailing out of this thing because I was not a pleasant person. <laughs> I took the fight to anybody who had any kind of like hyper strict, overly legalistic standards. I would, I had a lot of fight me in my system. So luckily I got that all on my system. I've matured and grown, at least I hope I have. So when people think I'm arrogant now, just imagine what I used to be like, all right? Uh, but I have to, I just couldn't help myself. I had to do it. Uh, so my buddy Scott sent me a text, and I'm not going to say his last name. Scott, I don't know if you want people to know who you are or if you're associated much with me. I don't know. Uh, if you do, comment below and let everybody know and take credit. I'll even pin you on a, on a YouTube for it uh, just so everyone knows who you are because I appreciate it. Now, my buddy Scott, he uh, was at Crown College with me, but he sent me this link. It is too funny not to talk about. And also touches on some things that are important in IFB culture. So if you are a single IFB person and you really, really want to get married, and now keep in mind that that's what the IFB colleges are for, right? Like, I mean, everyone knows that the IFB is known for its college cultures. You have Crown College, Bob Jones, you have uh, Pen uh, Pensacola, you have West Coast, you have... Um, Fairhaven, Hiles Anderson, and Golden State, and amongst others. You have all these different uh, IFB colleges, and that's where you go to get married, right? Like, you don't go to Bible college to learn about the Bible. You go there to get married. It's what all the IFB people do. No, just kidding, but kind of. <laughs> I got married at, uh, through that, and I will always be thankful for uh, for that. I made a lot of great friends through the IFB and also my wife, so that's another thing I am thankful for. But uh, this is just too stinking good not to talk about. So he sent me this website, newifbsingles.com, a ministry of Verity Baptist Church, right? Verity? Yeah, okay. So uh, right at the top, it has a woman in a skirt, that's important, and it's down to her ankles because you can, if you show your ankles or your kneecaps, men can't control themselves. We go crazy. We start foaming at the mouth. 
So she's in this skirt, you know, and of course you, she has to be in a, uh, ankle length skirt because of modesty reasons in the IFB, because remember skirts are more modest than pants, even though that skirts can definitely reveal a whole lot more than pants ever could. But anyway, uh, what, is, what, is, what do pants really show? That you have legs? We all know you have legs. What, that you have hips? Well, we can see your hips with a skirt or a dress. That you might have a booty? Okay, you can see a booty with skirts and dresses. I don't understand. If, if you have a woman's figure and you have a really good woman's figure, it's going to show no matter what you're wearing. That's one of the things that kind of cracks me up. I'm like, okay, uh, how do you draw the line there? That which pertains to a man. Uh, we're going to talk about that on a different episode, but that's not what that means. Then there's this little video. looks like of a pastor, Jimenez. He's talking about it. And newifbsingles.com is a free service provided by Verity Baptist Church. If you'd like to support this ministry, click the donate link below. Oh, goodness. Um, so what is the information that they asked? Now, for those of you who do not know, you haven't watched uh, the interview where Brian interviewed me for my story. My wife and I, we met at, of course, uh, Crown College, and we off-campus dated because she was an off-campus student, I was an on-campus student, our schedules were whack, and we'd never see each other besides our services. And so we'd go off-campus. Well, that, of course, is a big no-no because we're unchaperoned, and it means you're going to do naughty things at the ta on the table in Starbucks, right? So um, they would literally they literally called my in-laws and said, we can no longer guarantee your daughter's purity, and my in-laws are IFB. And that's one of the funny things as well, that people, you know, again, they think I hate the IFB. Like, oh, you hate the IFB. You know, you'll never associate. My in-laws are literally IFB. Like, I went and saw them for the last week. Now, it was awkward because, again... I didn't know how to navigate some conversations, and I challenged some, didn't challenge others. It was this really, sometimes it's this awkward dance I do there. Um, but they call that, it caused a bunch of turmoil in my life because, again, people think that if you're alone, it equally means, it, like, as soon as you're alone with a girl, it means sex is going to happen, or sex is about to happen, or you're at least tempted for sex. Uh, it's insane. But anyway, uh, so IFB singles, though, they have some of these little things. So we went, we, we you know, we did this off-campus dating thing, and uh, we got in trouble, and then they wanted to call her pastor, and they wanted to call my pastor, and it was funny, because he, then he go, he's like, well, you know what, I'm just going to call your dad. And I was like, okay, go ahead. I'll give you his phone number right now. And I recited it to him. It's like, please call him, call him. No, really call him. That'd be great. And it's like, what? He's like, why? And I was like, well, my dad would love to hear the fact that you're like trying to grill his 22 year old son on taking a woman out for a date and taking care of her. He would just say that he's proud that his son manned up and went to ask a girl out and is out on a date doing what men are supposed to do. Uh, you know, that's what he, my dad will say. And he's like, what is your, and then he literally goes, is your dad not a Christian? And I was like, what? Because my dad's okay with me dating somebody? It suddenly means he's not a Christian? Are you, what madness? Madness, I say. I uh, Anyway, I just was like, no, he's definitely a Christian. It's just, what? Anyhow, my dad was very big on a training me as a man to be, you know, a man and be independent and self-sufficient and all that stuff. So anyway, um, I knew it was against the rules. I just honestly didn't care at that point because I was so sick of the IFB stuff. I was kind of like, kick me out, do it, do me a favor. <laughs> anyway, so what is the information they asked for you on newifbsingles.com? And now you normally think that if you're making a profile, you, watch, you know, put your name, you upload a photo, you have a little, maybe a contact information in there. What are your interests? What are your hobbies? You know, maybe what denomination you belong to, but you're on newifbsingles.com. So you already know what denomination you belong to. Uh, you're only one of two, apparently, according to this website. All right, so 
Yeah, first and last name, you have your email. That's fine. Then you have cell phone number. Like, woo, okay, I'm giving you my cell phone number? Like, okay, I don't even know you people. Like, why would I want you guys to be able to call me? <laughs> no. Uh, then it goes, do you attend an old IFB or new IFB? Independent Fundamental Baptist is what IFB. Yeah, I have a little there. Do you attend an old IFB or new IFB? We'll see. What you guys don't know is that the old IFB is the old paths. That's what Jeremiah is talking about. It definitely means old IFB, and the new IFB is the trendies, you know, it's those people, no, just kidding. Uh, so the old IFB is what we would consider most of the time standard IFB. You know, you're dealing with Hiles Anderson, maybe Crown, depending on what vein you're from. And of course, they all say that their standards are super important, that their standards are all part of sanctification and uh, showing a true God-honoring church, and that anyone who does otherwise is trendy and is trying to, uh, trying to please the world, as opposed to just maybe, you know, we have, they have different platform standards, or different beliefs on that. But who cares? Um, old IFB, which is funny because, you know, of course, so in the old IFB, things vary a lot. I mean, a Bob Jones IFB is going to be very different than a Crown IFB, who's going to be very different than a Maranatha IFB, who's going to be very different than Hiles Anderson, and Hiles Anderson is even different than Fairhaven. Like, you're, they're all different. And uh, so it's funny when they're like, are you part of this? It's like, I thought you guys were independent. Isn't that your, your scapegoat, right? Like, well, we're independent. We're not part of any of that. Um, which is funny, because if you're independent, then you'd be independent. You wouldn't constantly associate with one another or consider you guys part selves, I guess, part of the old IFB. I understand this is one of, I can already hear now. Well, this is an independent church who is lumping people together. Oh, whatever. I'm just letting you all know that if that's the case and you all wouldn't uh, create such similarities, like l literally when you go, oh, you're, oh, you go to Independent Fundamental Baptist Church? Me too. Well, what, what, what about yours? Like, what's, what's the background of yours? Well, ours has a Hiles background. No, oh, okay. Ours has a crown background. Like, you, they lit you literally, <laughs> I find it funny in the IFB, you literally lump your church in with whatever Bible college half the time it's associated with or its pastors have been associated with. Really silly stuff. But anyway, um, so instead of denominations, because you're independent, uh, you're associated with colleges. That's usually how it goes. So are you part of old IFB or new IFB? And what is the new IFB? That's new, right? That's unique. What does that mean? Uh, that's dealing with people like uh, Stephen Anderson, Tommy McMurtry, maybe even uh, Nathan Rager. The new IFB is a lot more... Uh, Vocal. <laughs> Is that a polite way to say that? Uh, they tend to actually speak very harshly against homosexuality. And here's the thing. I have no problem with somebody preaching against homosexuality being a sin. I just think the way the new IFB handles it is absolutely garbage. I'll be honest on that one. It's, it's really, really poorly done, especially to make a proper case for people to leave their sinful lifestyle and bring them into the truth of the gospel. But of course, the new IFB usually holds a reprobate doctrine, meaning they don't believe gay people can be saved. They are too far in a reprobate mind. Of course, I guess that means all the people who have repented from a homosexual lifestyle and have gotten their life right with God aren't truly saved or were never truly homosexual. I don't know how that how that works with them. Never understood it. Still can't understand it. I've heard them explain it. It literally makes no sense, and it really flies in the face of Paul's writings in 1 Corinthians. But anyway, we won't get too far into that. But then notice this. If yes, so if you do attend an IFB church, what is the name of your church? What is the address of your church? We want to be able to find you. We want your cell phone number, your email address, and all that. That's fun. What is your pastor's email address? We will be contacting him for verification. This whole thing will be at making sure that you are indeed IFB, that you know the pastor does say that you, you know they're probably going to ask spiritual questions that they call spiritual questions, which really are just like... Uh, 
I know they hate this term, but legalistic questions. Uh, and of course, I'm talking about the second definitions. Okay, you guys don't get to own a word's definitions and annihilate one that's been used for well over 100 years. Anyhow, um, so they'll be asking evasive personal questions about your performance in the church, your performance-based Christianity, of course. Uh, are you indeed a, a good member in good standing, things along that nature? Um, are you King James only? Probably stuff like that. Uh, what is your date of birth? I find that a really weird place to put that. Shouldn't that be up there with your personal information? All right. Please briefly write your salvation testimony. Tell us how you got saved. This is the thing that bugs me in the IFP church. They're really big on telling us about the moment you got saved. Uh, apparently, they don't realize that the gospel is literally repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Repent and believe on Jesus Christ. All you need, have you, do you believe the gospel of Jesus Christ? Do you believe that in Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and that he rose the third day? Like, this should just be like, and you'll notice here, that's how you got saved. It doesn't ask you about the fundamentals of the faith. This really should just be like, do you, here are the five fundamentals of the faith or whatever. Do you endorse these? Are you a believer? Yes. Click. Okay, cool. But no, it's got to be that moment you got saved because that's IFB culture, which is silly because some people don't have a specific moment. Sometimes it was like this long leading of, of you know, like they always believed in God, but he, they were slowly led into a full life of repentance and believing in Christ. Uh, other people, it's like, that's all they remember. Like, I've always been a Christian. I don't even remember the moment. I just remember always being raised in church always and always believing in God. And because that's the thing you say, well, I was always raised in church. So like, that doesn't mean you have a moment you were saved. And that's how they manipulate people into suddenly getting saved at Bible college and getting baptized there. Like, oh, we, I was never really saved in the first place. Uh, no, it's, it's faith, right? So if faith is what saves you, then if you've always believed, you've always been saved. I mean... <laughs> Uh, so it's the moment you were able to choose to believe, the moment you were able to believe and you realize you believe, that's the moment. And that might happen at a very young age where you don't even remember that moment. So anyway, it doesn't mean everyone has a falling away. It doesn't mean everyone has a, that moment of salvation, literally uh, having faith. And that's the whole point of resting in Jesus Christ. It's not about having enough faith. It's not about having a moment. It's literally the faith of a mustard seed just to simply trust. That's what it means. And remember, biblical faith is not blind faith. It is literally trusting in something for good reason. Anyway, do you believe that salvation is something that you have to earn, work for, by doing good things or by not doing bad things? So they're asking about works-based salvation here. Um, I think it would be much easier, do you believe that someone is saved through faith in Jesus Christ alone? But again, they, which was, it's funny here because you say no, but what's funny is that if you disagree with their applications of a lot of stuff, like their standards and their, you know, 1611 King James, if you disagree with their dress standards of women with only skirts, or you disagree with their stance on music, they're going to literally question whether or not you believe in God at all. <laughs> so they're like, it's not works-based. Okay, I listen to drums and stuff. You're, you know what? You're trendy. Uh, you know, I believe that they're sincere. I've literally heard these words. I believe they're sincere about whatever God it is they're worshiping. Like, I'm worshiping a different God just because I have a different, you know, practice than you. It's quite disgusting. You don't believe in Jesus Christ. You don't believe in that the same God. I just believe you're sincere about the God you're singing about. So I just find that funny how they're asking about works. And they, of course, want you to say, like, no, I do not believe that I am saved by my works. But meanwhile... If you do any practice different than most of the IFB, they're going to say that you're probably not safe to begin with. Um, by the way, uh, when I say IFB, I am speaking generally here. Obviously, there's exceptions to every rule. Um, not all IFB churches are bad. Uh, I understand that. I was raised in a pretty good IFB church, so I don't want anyone to get the wrong impression here. I speak generally because it's way easier than caveating every single statement. Uh, anyway, do you believe that someone can lose their salvation by how they live their life? 
Um, you know, you know, that's, that's, see, that is right. That kind of question right there is, uh, very much like, well, define live their life. Do you mean like, I say, I believe in God, but my life is completely opposite of that. Mm, well, you'll be known by your fruits. So did you lose your salvation or were you never saved? I see the, I don't know. I just find these things to be kind of silly. Um, and then notice this. And now keep in mind, uh, the IFB gets nailed to the wall a lot for being sexist. And uh, they have good reason to <laughs> to be nailed to the wall because it's not like standard complementary doctrines. In fact, the the IFB holds a very extreme uh, male headship piety like position in how they view men usually, usually the relationship between men and women. And uh, they call it complementarianism. So what ends up happening is that people later on, when they leave the IFP, they start saying that all complementarianism is, is sexist, which is actually not true. I am a complementarian. And it, no, it is not sexist. It is merely recognizing that men and women are complementary and that we are better in certain roles. And obviously there's exceptions to every rule. Uh, see Deborah for the exceptions of how those things are applied. But the point is, is that they have claimed a name of complementarianism while single-handedly also holding positions that are of another theological bend, which is simple um, he male headship piety. So anyway, a lot of people don't know these. There, there's all these different views of gender roles and all this stuff in, in the Christian world and the actual terminology for them. But Women are, you know, there's a lot of sexism toward women, and but there's also a lot of sexism toward men. There's a lot of unrealistic expectations on both sides in the IFB, and it really comes out in these questions. Notice this. If you are a male, do you have a job? Yes. No, I'm a female. This question does not apply to me because you women can't work, right? I mean, after all, Lydia didn't sell purple, and obviously the Proverbs 31 woman definitely wasn't like working and managing a vineyard at all, right? Ugh, yeah, anyway. Do you have a job? Uh, that's a big thing in the IFB that men need to have jobs. I agree. Men need to work. Um, obviously, uh, it says pretty clearly in Timothy that he who does not provide for his own household is worse than an unbeliever. So that's pretty strong language. Yes, we need to work, um, which is to provide. Now, notice this. If you answered yes to having a job, are you currently able to support a family? Because this is a huge in the IFB. You need to be able to support your family on a single income as the man. They'll push that and push that and push that. Here's the thing, though, with that. Um, it's unrealistic because if you are early twenties, you barely built a career, you barely have a resume, you might be making 12, $13 an hour and you can't support a family on that. Well, does that mean he has to wait till he's 30, 35 before he can get married? Well, Paul says it's better to get married than to burn. Okay. Well, here we are. So it's much e So this whole idea that men have to support the family on a single income, they will literally tell men, like, if you only make $25,000, $30,000 a year, she's, you need to step out on faith and just keep working, and she still needs to stay home and support and take care of the kids. Because they'll take that verse where Paul says that women needs to be, you know, this and this and that and keepers at home, and they take that, like, at home, like, that is the only place she can work. I literally had a man call me. Uh, an IFB person called because he heard about my teachings and he was very upset about my teachings um, and was like, well, what about women? He's like, you know, and I was like, well, what about Lydia? Or what about the Proverbs 31 woman? He's like, they were single. I'm like, no, no, no. The Proverbs 31 woman was married and she owned that. And he, and, you know, he kept trying to dodge. And I was like, okay, so get this. So you take the at home extremely literally with no exceptions because apparently you can't like work somewhere and work at home, right? Like, I can't work as an employee and at home. I can only work at home. 
it makes zero sense. It's, it's like this weird exclusionary language that they're inserting into the text because obviously I can work at home and at the flower garden and at my employer and at my church. It's simply a location, but anyway. And I was like, well, what, what the Bible also says pray without ceasing. He's like, well, obviously it doesn't mean to never stop praying. It means to be in a constant spirit, of, just always be in a spirit of prayer and be willing to pray and you know be prayer, prayerful. And I'm like, yes, exactly. So you take that in the figurative language that Paul meant, but not over here with workers at home. Like, get out of here. Uh, so, uh, but it's a really big deal for them. Uh, you know, if a man can't support his family on a single income, then uh, he's not a man. I mean, they'll they'll straight up be like, you know, you're not a man, and you need to you know man up. And so it's very emasculating for a lot of young men because they're trying to, but you know, it takes time to build a career. And also, they seem to miss that men and women are a team, that we are to work together, and that, you know, it's better, I'd rather provide well for my family and make sure my kids are taken care of than to have us living off of ramen and barely able to keep the lights on and not be able to provide for my children barely at all just because one woman, that my woman has to stay home. You know, like, that's silly. It doesn't make sense. So... <clears throat> Uh, if you are answered yes to having a job, are you, you currently able to support a family? I just, these are like really invasive questions. That's like, you don't, that's none of your business and also unrealistic. Uh, also, if you look at literally statistics now, you'll find that being able to be a stay at home mom is actually becoming harder and harder now because of wages, wage, you know, cost of living keeps increasing, but wages haven't really been increasing. Uh, look it up. It's really interesting. So, uh, anyway, then have you been married in the past? No. Yes, I am divorced. Yes, I am a widower, widower. Um, of course, asking this because if you've been divorced in the IFB, it's super bad. It's really, 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 really bad. So you're not really marriage material if you have been divorced. Of course, they ignore the parts where Jesus says that, you know, there's exceptions to that rule. And if so, you're free from that marriage. And same with Paul. But, uh, you know, they need to know that. They need to know all your personal information. And that's just how the IFP rolls. Uh, do you have any children? If so, yet how many and what are their ages? Again, um, none of your business. Uh, I think I can work that out with whoever I am interested in as a single person. Is there anything else we should know about you? <laughs> well, there was a one time with like a, with a midget in Ireland. I mean, like, what do you want? What do you want people to say to that? Like, is there anything else we should know about you? Well, I killed a man once. Or just don't go digging in my backyard. Like, get out of What in the world, guys? Like, uh, I, is there anything else you should know about? I don't know. I like the color blue. Like, I, huh? so anyway, the, this is just, that's just funny. It's just, it's a really funny website. It cracks me up. I just wanted to talk about it for a minute. But the other thing I wanted to talk about was this, uh, there's a post on Facebook uh, that I saw from an IFB person. And I'm not going to read his name because I don't want everyone going and trying to like hate on him because I'm not about, uh, I'm not about that life. I'm not about just, you know, hey guys, go harass this guy entirely and hate him and all that good jazz. Uh, but he does talk about the RFP. He, re he refers to people like me uh, who are part of the recovering fundamentalist stuff. Now, here's the thing. When I say recovering fundamentalist, I really do not feel like I've been wounded and hurt by the IFB and that I need years of therapy and I have so much baggage to get over. No, I left and I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to research this stuff biblically and see how it applies in reality. Because a lot of stuff is traditionalism and I'm not going to be held to, tra to the traditions of man. Literally, that's a giant theme in the book of Acts. <laughs> but anyway, um, 
But these people have a really funny idea of what, what it is to be a recovering fundamentalist. Now, some people do, are recovering, like, and I, honestly, I know that some people went through some toxic situations. They need to detox from it. And I know some of the IFB even recognizes that these trends do happen in, the, in, in their circles, which I appreciate about, about them. But also then there's people who's like, dude, okay, so you experience a legalistic parent. You experience some super strict church. Okay, yeah, that, that was hurtful probably for you during the time, but you know, it's been five, six years. You need to move on, all right? You need to learn to move on and let go and stop living in the past. So there's like, you know, there's 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 some balance there and all things balance. And so anyhow, but this guy, he posted this, and you guys will get a kick out of it, I think. We have a growing movement of people who who parted from our ranks called the Recovering Fundamentalists. The title of the movement sheds some light on the movement itself, primarily the word recovering. The word, the word recover means to return to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. So in essence, the leaders of this movement, the followers of this movement, feel as though they have something to recover from. If you research the recovering fundamentalists, you will see what they are recovering from. This is so funny. <laughs> They're recovering from standards. They're recovering from modesty. They're recovering from sanctity and worship. Ecclesiastical separation, the King James Bible, the hymn book, preaching, the old past, Baptist heritage and tradition, men of God. Now, there's a lot of things I can mention about all these, but we're going to go through this for, for a minute. Parents that discipled them, Christian schools that discipled them as, and has standards. They are recovering from churches that take a stand. They're recovering from Bible colleges and seminaries that take a stand. They are recovering from hurt feelings because they couldn't handle thus saith the Lord, but repower and conviction from on high. Don't be deceived, folks. When you follow the recovering fundamentalists, church split, Preacher boys and the like, it will cast doubt on the IFB. They will lead you away from truth and right. Decide today that they, the things listed above is not something to recover from, but to hold on to and value and pass on to the next generation. It has 11 shares like uh, as, at the time when I, when I uh, screenshotted this, and it has probably way more now. It is so funny. First off, um, I'm not church split. Church split. Sounds lame, okay? It's the church split. The, the church split. Seriously, saying church split, like, okay, whatever happened to your church? Well, we had a church split. So a church split, the church, there needs to be like a definite article there at the beginning. Otherwise, just church split, is, it's like halfway in a sentence and it doesn't really make sense. So anyway, the church split. I feel like Captain Jack Sparrow. Captain, Captain Jack Sparrow. Sevy. All right, moving on. All right, so he says that these are not things to recover from, but these are things to uh, hold on to and value. Now, keep in mind, though, notice how none of these are of the fundamentals of the faith. None of them. None of them are fundamentals of the faith. None of them deal with actual doctrine. Like, None, this isn't dealing with, oh, yeah, um, you know, salvation through Jesus Christ. This isn't dealing with how the gospel works. This isn't dealing with the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. It's not Christ central at all. Notice that. That's the problem with the IFB. They, thank you. It's like, yeah, thank you for wording it so well. Um, now, keep in mind yes, recovering means to return to a healthy mind or strength. Uh, yeah, guys, because this is not healthy for a church. Uh, first off, when it says they're recovering from standards, exactly what standards though? Whose standards? Hiles Anderson's standards or Clarence Sexton's at Crown College or Pensacola's? See, the problem is with 
standards, and for those who do not know, who are not familiar with the IFP, standards are things like the way you dress. You know, women have to wear maybe ankle length skirts. Some places let them wear non-ankle length skirts up to their, you know, below their knees. Or some places might allow women to wear athletic shorts. Other places say that's wearing that which pertains to a man. Um, other people allow them to wear these things called culottes, <laughs> um, you know, or with, you know, music. Well, you know, we have music standards here. You know, we don't do drums. We don't do any of that modern stuff with that modern music, which I find funny because, of course, we're going to do a music episode, by the way, and a modesty episode here soon. But that makes no sense, too, because standards are vague and broad and whatever. This is modesty. When when have I ever or any of the RFP people said that modesty is not important? Literally, Paul talks about it. We talk about it, but we talk about it in context. What is, when it's referring to modesty, what's it referring to? Modesty of what? The heart. Read it. Understand the Greek there. Understand what the articles are saying there. It's referring to modesty of the heart. None of us have advocated that everyone gets to run around naked and showing their genitals to everybody, okay? That's never been in anything in RFP. So modesty is not a thing we're, uh, we're recovering from. Your version of modesty is what we abhor, which is uh, a really bad application of, it's literally cultural. Like what the, what the uh, IFB is promoting is a cultural idea of that. For example, um, in Africa, it would not be considered immodest for women to walk around topless. Or if you go back to like the 40s or whatever, it was not immodest for women to show cleavage, but it was immodest for them to show their legs. Nowadays, it's like more acceptable to see leg than it is to see cleavage. It, modesty moves and shifts as far as what culture thinks is modest. Uh, or like in China where women wore, often wore pants and men oftentimes wore gowns or gowns over pants. It's just, it's different culture to culture and around the world. So yes, uh, sanctity and worship. Uh, what? We believe in sanctity of worship. I think you just don't like the fact that people are okay with drums and stuff. But that's on you to prove that that's a sin. And you can't do it biblically. You can use the vague separation from the world, but I'll just turn and say, tell you, yeah, you need to stop dressing like a worldly uh, a worldly business CEO. Stop wearing a suit and tie like the world does. That's what the world does with their leaders. Don't you be like the world. Come out of her, my people. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Uh, biblical separation. Where is your idea of biblical separation? Anywhere in scripture. Anywhere. I already have an episode on separation from the world. I think that was on my old mic when this was still being built. Go check that out. But biblical separation, when the Bible says to be separate from the world, it's not talking about cultural things. It's talking about being separate, separated from the sinful nature of the world, meaning the sin, the specific sins, uh, which God has clearly laid out, you know, the Ten Commandments is a good place to start, but these are things that are exclusively specifically talked about. Um, ecclesiastical separation, that is a broad term. So church-type separation, ecclesiastical, what do you mean by that? Like, are you talking about denominational lines? Are, are, is, are you saying we're too united? Uh, yeah, we are to be united. It's actually a literally biblical command, and he says that in Scripture, Jesus talks about having a one people, one united people. When you guys are separating over tertiary issues— and these are like modest, and you can tell it's in the IFB themselves that, that these are tertiary issues. If these were not tertiary issues, every single IFB church would hold to the exact same standards, but they don't. 
Hiles Anderson has different standards than Fairhaven. Fairhaven, I know you had to be up by like 6 a.m. You had to be in bed by like 11. Um, There's all these other different rules. And Hiles Anderson had different standards. And same with Crown College. I went to Crown College, and Crown College felt like it was super liberal almost in a sense compared to Fairhaven because it was way looser in rules. But it doesn't mean they didn't have any. But the point is here, and of course they're like, well, you need to have at least some. Uh, yeah, but which one's ecclesi- proper ecclesiastical separation? Probably yours, right? Because it's just whatever you think is the right one. Um, the King James Bible. <sighs> Please see my, our series here on the church split on the King James Version only controversy that I will be adding to some more here soon. Also, check out RFP has recently tackled that, and so has uh, 26 Letters Podcast. I know they have an episode on that. Um, they're recovering from the hymn book. <laughs> None of us have. I I have yet to see a single recovering fundamentalist person uh, ever like attack hymn books. I think actually a lot of us like hymns. We like a lot of hymns. Um, Actually, even in really really hip churches, they still do hymns. I've been to plenty of hip churches that do "Come Thou Fount" uh, or. the the old rugged cross and stuff like that. I've heard so many different renditions or at the cross. I, a lot of places do hymns. None of us care about hymns. None of us do. Um, I just don't like badly written songs. So sometimes, uh, and that's of course subjective. But there are times like hymns of my, that. There are certain hymns that are a snooze. But there's also <laughs> certain praise songs that are equally a snooze. Okay, and some songs are just boring and not well written and not very, not a lot of creativity there. Um, preaching. They're recovering from preaching. What do you mean by preaching? No, we're not. I I could list you a bunch of preachers I love to listen to. And I mean, I'm sorry, you might not be reformed, but I mean, if you don't like people like, uh, Paul Washer and stuff, like, come on, there is some hard preaching out there still. Vody Bauckham? Seriously, Vody Bauckham? That's preaching, and he tells it the way it is. I just find this funny when they think that their version of preaching is the only version of preaching. No, screaming and shouting things and making claims without evidence or scripture is just screaming things. Anyway, the old paths. And again, um, which old paths? I demand that the IFB actually starts living this up. I expect them to be Amish, and then not just Amish, but then eventually shift even further to the other old paths, and eventually be walking around like biblical Jews. I expect a, I expect to be uh, robes. I expect sandals. I expect uh, properly longish hair compared to our hair now for men. Because by the way, being a Jew. Uh, their idea of short hair was not ours with our crew cuts, okay? It's just saying. Uh, there's definitely touch their ears often. Uh, but uh, anyway, so the old past, that's such a vague term. And of course, all it is is back to Americana uh, Baptistism. Like, it's just Americana fundamentalism. That's all it is, you know. Uh, Baptist heritage and tradition. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely not a traditionalist. I really could care less. <laughs> Baptist heritage, uh, no, I... You know, there's a lot of great things in Baptist history. Again, who who has bashed that? Uh, We've bashed your fake heritage because they believe that they can trace it all the way back, uh, you know, basically the apostolic uh, secession that all these other people claim. All these different types of groups claim that, by the way. We can trace our heritage all the way back to the apostles. We're the originals. Get out of here. Anyway, they're recovering from men of God. (laughs) Yup. You mean your pope? I mean, let's be real. That's what the MOG is. That's what the men of God status is. Well, the man of God, oh, so-and-so, pastor, so-and-so is the man of God, and he said this, so we must follow it. Well, 
Pope Francis said this, so we must follow. Get, see how that becomes? Well, we're biblical. Okay, great. Point it to me a chapter verse that specifically says that your man of God is accurate. And if you can't, and you have to pull a verse out of context, and you have to twist the meaning and start inserting things into the text that it doesn't actually say, then you are being you're, you're a papist, okay? That's what you're being. Except the thing is with the Catholic Church is at least they have a very long history that they can trace. Uh, you can't. So, uh, yes, the men of God thing. Uh, yeah, I am absolutely not ever, ever following a so-called man of God. Because guess what? Name me one part in Scripture that says that a pastor slash bishop or whatever it is that you, your, your translation says is a man of God. It doesn't. It emphasizes the servitude and the teaching aspects of him, but it never calls him a man of God. And then what people end up doing is they go into the Old Testament and they start pulling from things like the, the touch not God's anointed, uh, when it's referring to like King David, and it's like, oh, no, no, that anointed is also on uh, on that man of God who is the pastor. That's a leap, okay? That is a leap. I don't care who you are. That is a jump. Uh and some of the IFB people do recognize that, but yeah, the fact that this guy says man of God is just hilarious to me. Uh, then also, let's see, uh, parents that discipled them. Uh, what do you mean that they're recovering from parents that discipled them? You mean like overly strict, overly harsh, overly legalistic families that, you know, think Finding Nemo is a bad movie? Uh, yes, I have known people who believe Finding Nemo is a bad movie, and not just because of Ellen DeGeneres uh, or the fact that, you know, all, uh, yes. You know what? You know why? And I think that this is a, a, probably another uh, conversation for another time fully. But when someone is like, you're unable to be normal when you're in a too strict of a home. You're not able to engage people your own age socially. So these kids go out. They can't connect with kids their age because their kids their age, they know what maybe Finding Nemo is. They know what Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is. Teenagers know what Lord of the Rings is, but they're unable to relate. So they feel completely alienated. And someone goes, oh, well, that's just a feeling, blah, 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 blah. No. It's important for people to be able to relate and connect. And we ought to be a separated people, but separated from sin, not from arbitrary things. And, you know, it's funny how many people will sit there and say all these movies are bad and this violence is bad and movies are drinking in it. And meanwhile, they'll go turn around and watch John Wayne. And think that John Wayne's the man. It's like, well, it has drinking. It has, you know, women in it. It has people being shot in it. I don't know. It's just a part of that arbitrary movie. And other, other IFP people don't have TVs at all. But here's the problem. We're totally in the world, not of the world, right? And uh, you can't be in the world if you have zero idea of anything going on. And that, the easiest way to expose your kids to the world while also in a teachable environment is simply through like movies and stuff. It really is. Uh, it, it does help equip your kids. They can see the they can see some of the horrible things in the world by it. I don't know. I just find it to be silly. Maybe I'll do a Christian and fiction uh, episode soon because I find that funny. Uh, Christian schools that disciple them and has standards. So you know, again, Bible colleges, which again all have different standards from each other, but apparently they don't see the irony of how that creates uh, moral subjectivity and how they're unable to prove it through scripture. Uh, they're recovering from churches that take a stand. No, a lot of churches take a stand. My church did. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Many of our churches have taken stands, okay? There's nothing wrong. No one cares about churches taking a stand for that which is morally right. You know, it's funny how some of these places, they'll be like, oh yeah, we need to take a stand. Well, you know, that's what we IFB do. We take a stand against sin. Well, wait, we have a pedophile in our mix? Quickly cover that up. Can't let anybody know about that. <laughs> Am I right? Would hate to take a stand against that. 
come on, guys. Uh, obviously, I'm speaking generally here, but it is funny when you see this sort of thing. And it's like, this is such moral grandstanding. It's hilarious. And meanwhile, you already know how these things can't actually hold up. And to be fair, no, no church is perfect. No church is going to be perfect. But it's just stop, like touting like somehow your movement is. Uh, they're recovering from Bible colleges and seminaries that take a stand. Again, same rules apply. We're okay with people taking a stand for that, which is biblically and morally correct. Uh, they're recovering from hurt feelings because they couldn't handle, thus saith the Lord, with power and conviction from on high. Uh, no. Th- this sort of th- this is really, really stupid thinking, and it's very idiotic, and I don't normally say like that strong of language on here when I disagree with somebody, but here's the thing. We're not recovering no one, from hurt feelings because they couldn't handle, thus saith the Lord. People are recovering from hurt feelings, which, by the way, hurt feelings, feelings are real, okay? This is coming from the most apathetic guy who really does not care about people's feelings, okay? But feelings are real, and we do need to make sure we're not causing unnecessary bad feelings as much as possible, like, right? Like, that's why we're supposed to live peaceably with all men, because, you know, we shouldn't be constantly always trying to do that. And I know it's ironic coming from the church split guy, but seriously, there's a way to handle these things. But uh, it's not that they had hurt feelings because thus saith the Lord. Um, you might run into some people that, you know, they wanted to live a horrible lifestyle, but that's not usually, that's not really what this whole thing is about, and you've completely missed it if that's what you think. Uh, they couldn't handle... Thus saith your standards. They couldn't handle, thus saith your man of God, your particular pastor, which disagrees with the other IFB pastor, but we're going to all pretend like we're friends and united and that all these things mean the same thing. <laughs> they couldn't handle, thus saith your Bible college. That's what these people are upset about. They're upset with traditions of men, and they're tired of opinions. It's not thus saith the Lord. In fact, most of the people I know in this movement uh, are all about what does the Lord actually say, not what the IFB thinks. So they're going, they are going by what thus saith the Lord. They're just going, not going by what you claim is that. And this is the scary part. Notice how all this stuff, notice that. And this is how they gaslight. This is how they mind control people. This is how they, people are brainwashed. They include... Standards, modesty, sanctity of worship, biblical separation, ecclesiastical separation, the King James Bible, hymn books even, preaching, old paths, Baptist heritage, men of God, discipleship from parents, and all these things as thus saith the Lord. And their version of discipleship isn't even biblical discipleship. That's another conversation for another time. But it's just funny because it's like, that's not what thus saith the Lord is though, but you keep equating it with authority of God. And you know, there's a certain command that says, Thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. And when you are claiming God's authority over man-made things, you are taking his name in vain. That's literally what the Hebrew means there, taking his name in vain, not speaking, you know, oh my God, irreverently. That's not what it's even referring to here. It's referring to taking his name with you in vain. That's what it's talking about. So that's what you're doing. Thus saith the Lord. You know, they couldn't handle hymn books. Because they couldn't handle, thus saith the Lord. Un, it's actually disgusting. It, it's just it's like, ugh. And I really hope these people see this and repent. Uh, uh, and then don't be deceived by folks when you follow the recovering fundamentalists or the church split. You know what's funny about the church split? And I think the recovering fundamentalists as well and preacher boys, uh, not many people in, come to engage in a respectful conversation with us. In fact, the only person who really has is someone like Tommy McMurtry, which is equally hated by a lot of people in the art recovering fundamentalist community. But uh, man, 
I mean, he has a conversation with us all the time, and we, we roast each other back and forth, and it's a perfectly good fre- uh, frenemyship. <laughs> but here's the thing. We're not deceiving people. Uh, I, I, there's no veil I'm pulling over anyone's eyes. I'm literally saying this is what the Bible says. This is what, you know, it seems to make the most sense. And we've had a lot of people shift out of the IFB because of the, finding our stuff. A lot of people who have actually come back to the faith and re-anchored their faith because of our stuff. Um, who wanted to leave the church entirely because of what they experienced in different groups, uh, some of them Pentecostal, some of them IFB, and there's different groups that have found our, our ministry helpful, which is kind of the way this is geared. It's not always geared toward IFB. Um, we're more broad than the rest of the Recovering Fundamentalist uh, network, I believe. But don't be deceived by folks like that. So uh, I'm not deceiving you. I'm just giving you it that, the way it is. And if I'm wrong, you're more than welcome to have a conversation with me. You can chat. We can do a public debate probably, or you know, you could even do a rebuttal video like what we do and then see if you can debunk my claims. I am more than okay with being debunked. If I said something that was erroneous, I would rather correct it. Uh, there, I have said it before, there's only reason to be scared of being corrected is if you are scared of preserving your ego. I'm not, you know, I just want truth. So Preacher Boys, uh, Preacher Boys isn't deceiving any, like he... He's ex- Eric's exposing abuse. Like, <laughs> how is that deceiving? Like, hey guys, uh, by the way, this guy got convicted of this. There's evidence. He deceived you. What? Get out of here. Anyway, um, it will cast doubt on the IFB. Uh, Casting doubt on the IFB should not be possible if the IFB is toting truth. It should be really hard to cast doubt on something that's true. That's all there is to it. They will lead you away from the truth and right. Uh, Again, none of these things are biblical. None of these things are doctrinal. These are just things, well, you would consider the King James Bible to be doctrinal, but it's not uh, and is historically wrong and textually erroneous. Uh, So decide today that the things listed above is not something to recover from, but to hold on to and pass on to the next generation. Why? Like, why? Why are those those the things? All it is really is about keeping a culture. And if you're more concerned about keeping your culture than you are about keeping and what is true and what is right and what is honoring, then you got a problem. Anyway, guys, um, so I just want to talk about that. IFP singles and a really funny uh, thing that mentioned me, and they didn't say the church split. And they didn't even capitalize our brands. Like, you have recovering fundamentals in lowercase, church split in lowercase. Come on, guys. It's a proper noun. Get out of here with that nonsense. But anyway, as far as branding is concerned, if you want, go check out our merch store. We got some stuff on there. I'm going to add more stuff soon. Um, they have We basically have it where we're barely making a profit on that through Teespring. We honestly just want people to have stuff that they think is funny. So uh, the there's a certain mug and T-shirt that says, um, my, your, uh, my exe- no, exegesis doesn't care about your eisegesis. Obviously, a playoff of Ben Shapiro's facts don't care about your feelings. Um, then also we have... Uh, Molinism, like Calvinism, but for intellectuals. Or Molinism, like Arminianism, but for intellectuals. Just as a joke, um, you can go check out a whole bunch of stuff that we have there. Uh, please check out the product descriptions besides our standard brand uh, and any of the unique stuff. You might have a good time there. But anyway, guys, thank you for hanging on with the church split. We have more content coming to you soon. I have a lot of things I want to talk about still, and I feel like I can't get to them fast enough because we're all so busy. So anyway, thank you all for tuning in. My name is Will, and we'll see you next time. God bless. Take care.